Hi, and welcome to Bloom Notes in Bloom. I'm Jen Lafrette. I'm a writer, author, and the founder of Write Current. I write and publish soothing and supportive life enhancement guided reflection journals, digital art prints, and programs that help women 25 to 65 plus get out of their heads and into their hearts with words that matter. Your vision is yours alone. When I chose to release everything that wasn't a match to my values or goals, I allowed myself to align with what was in harmony with them. In the renewal of that moment, I remembered that my vision was indeed mine alone. Not only that, but I knew that it was now and always had been worthy. The gift of space within the pages of my journal allowed me to uncover that awareness and reclaim it. I now know that it was all within me. I only had to look. If you're looking to reconnect, reclaim and celebrate your sense of self one moment at a time, then you're in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you navigate this season of your life with soothing and supportive conversations to guide you as you root in your sense of self and bloom within. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome everyone to the Bloom Notes and Bloom podcast. I'm so excited to bring you Juliet Laco. Juliet is a two-time author of Divorce Wisdom and Bits of Divorce Wisdom. Both of these books are available on Amazon. She's also a divorce attorney and enjoys serving clients so that they can get the best resolution possible. This, Juliet, I am just so excited to have you today to talk about self-acceptance and self-love. It's good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And so this month on the podcast, we've really had such a great experience to journey with um, different speakers and have different conversations around um, topics that I know that you talk to your clients about on probably almost a daily basis. We talked about, you know, self-respect and self-acceptance and, you know, allowing yourself to uh, step into self-love. And I know that, um, you know, having gone through divorce once myself, um, that does bring up, it's like an invitation to come home to yourself in so many ways and to learn how to, you know, re, I guess, define who you are as an identity and, and accept yourself on an entirely different level. Um, then, you know, when we think about, you know, when we grow up and we get married and we do all these things and it's just, um, that the divorce and the evolution of a relationship, you know, in some cases to completion, or if it's the co-parenting journey, just developing those skills of self-acceptance. And I love one of the things that drew me to Juliet in, I think it was 2019 was your content and the way that you spoke about all of these topics in relation to divorce and just life. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I um, hope that the content I put out there is helpful to, to everyone, women in particular, but there are so many um, lessons, blessings, silver linings, uh, the list could go on when you go through um, such an impactful and life-altering event as divorce. Uh, and so I try to be um, insightful, directive, uh, and empathetic and compassionate with the content that I put out around those around that topic. 
And your book, Bits of Divorce Wisdom in particular, really struck me because um, as I've shared with you, it feels so much like, I mean, it's called Bits of Divorce Wisdom, but even if you're not divorced, you too would benefit because it's really like those bits of life wisdom. And I love that you have them in little bits because when we are navigating change, you know, whether it's relationship or health status changes in our lives, so much can be thrust on us at once that it's these little bits of wisdom that we can hang on to in our day. Right. I mean, and that's kind of how the book was designed where they are bits, uh, bits of wisdom. And I think they do apply not only to divorce, although it's certainly um, was written from my lens as a divorce attorney and the clients that I work for work with. Um, However, it is uh, all encompassing for life and the challenges and struggles and grief that people feel for a variety of circumstances. With that in mind, I want to share um, page 101, allow grace and space. This is uh, one of Juliet's bits of divorce wisdom that you can find in that book. Events happen in life that we cannot reconcile or believe. Regret surfaces, bad choices are made, people we care about get hurt. We doubt ourselves and internalize blame and guilt. While we cannot change what was or how we got here, We can always choose to allow ourselves grace and to move forward in life. We can choose to release the negative thoughts swirling in our minds. We can allow more room for joy, love, and laughter in our hearts. Make the choice, allow grace and space. I love that bit. Uh, I'm of course biased to all my bits, but this one really has hit home for me the last few years with the pandemic. Um, And just needing to allow myself more grace and space. Uh, And I, and I know, I think it's impactful for people going through divorce or dealing with grief or any challenge or just life in life in general. But for me personally, the pandemic and all the things that have gone along with that, whether there were the periods of time where we were you know, strictly quarantining and isolating and the wearing the masks and the kids at home from school and trying to run a business and be a mom and and do remote learning and all of those things. Um, There there were noticeably stressful things going on in life. And then there was an undercurrent of stress and has been, I think, an undercurrent of stress, stress that we may not be able to readily identify. Um, but that I think is associated with just the current environment that we're living in continuing to. So the grace and space, that bit really kind of came to the surface at the outset of the pandemic. And it's one that resonates a lot for me. Um, and I love the words, you know, space, just giving yourself that room, stepping back, stepping away from, or creating space, whether that's declining invitations or saying no to something or not doing something you want. And then grace is such a beautiful word um, that I think is underused by people. Um, But it's a lot of flexibility and love and acceptance that we can practice uh, on our own selves, but also give to other people. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I agree with you that this 
there's been so much over the past two years that we've had to release, you know, Mm -hmm. so many moments that we've had to release so much. Um, I think in so many ways, the pandemic brought to the forefront, how much we already had on our plates, you know, especially as women and, and mothers and families. And then, you know, as you mentioned, the added demands of, you know, everything changing that we had known. And then the remote learning, just, just like, oh, geez, we had another bout of that in Ontario, Juliet, uh, for about a week or two. And it was, it's just like, are we back in 2020? And you're right. There was that, that need of grace and space and, and with space, you know, that's also that invitation to start to identify, like, what are the boundaries that support you, you know, in your, in accepting others and yourself and that releasing of, you know, to access that grace, we have to release that need for control or, you know, no, knowing the outcome. Um, and, and, and there's also that invitation with grace. There is that grief, you know, and, and the morning of, um, the way things were, but also that trust, trusting ourselves to let it unfold, trusting that, you know, we don't have to do it all. Um, you know, choosing I, 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 the pandemic again, it also felt like with the space and grace and, and just that hit home your bit for me thinking about, you know, where I was in the beginning of my divorce journey was, you know, all of a sudden I was realizing, wait a minute, I'm putting so many demands on myself and I had to start taking things away and starting to allow that grace and, and, and saying no (laughs) and the space Mm -hmm. and, and not apologizing for the no's either. That was Mm -hmm. something that I learned, um, you know, in part of accepting myself and learning to, you know, love myself again, um, was really centered in not apologizing for the decisions that I was making that were what was best for me at the time. Um, and I know you do get into that a little bit later too, with, um, you know, renewing that Juliet has another note here about, you know, that renewal of acceptance, that moment that you're renewing acceptance and, uh, I'll share acceptance helps, which is a divorce bit on page 79 of bits of divorce wisdom. It is common to avoid situations that are uncomfortable or flat out painful. We don't like to be uncomfortable or sad, and we resist information that we do not want. Experiencing a divorce or facing loss is very much like this. Rather than running from unwanted information or hiding from discomfort, try accepting it as the first step forward. Acceptance doesn't mean that you like or agree with the information or discomfort or that everything gets magically better. What acceptance means is that you reorient your mindset to wade through the discomfort, solve the problem, or develop a strategy to move forward. You may not feel like a million bucks overnight, but acceptance helps. Gosh, this is um, amazing and wonderful because hearing you read them to me where I'm usually the one reading them or writing them, mm-hmm. uh, I have such a different, uh, it's, it's a different impact for me. But when I was listening to you um, read that bit, I 
a couple thoughts just came to mind. One was that there is tremendous growth in discomfort. And, and if there's, you know, one thing, like I said at the beginning of the bit, we is, I think it's human den- tendency and natural tendency to want to avoid things that are uncomfortable. Uh, as mothers, we want to do the same thing for our kids, help them avoid discomfort. And yet there is just a lot of growth that happens when you are uncomfortable and you learn to tolerate the discomfort and examine what it is that's making you feel uncomfortable and find your path forward. And then the other thing I was thinking about as you were reading it, and I've shared this in in my Facebook group, just a challenge that I had with my daughter last winter. And I just... And it was very uncomfortable and sad for her and sad for me as her mom. Um, and I wanted, I, I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want her to feel that way. And we definitely had to, um, me as her mom, dealing with my own uncomfortable feelings and then watching my daughter go through that too, so hard, but the acceptance Um, It just reminded me, hearing you read that bit reminded me of that incident, that that acceptance ended up being our friend, Um, that it wasn't, we didn't like it uh, at all, but just accepting it and then figuring out how we were going to move through uh, a string of events was uh, very, very helpful. And I think my daughter and I know me as her mom are definitely stronger and a little more wiser because of it. That's great. And that's, and that's it. And it's a life lesson and a gift really to that you gave your daughter to show her, you know, that this, that, you know, this event was an opportunity and an invitation to learn acceptance. Right. And then she got to not only, you know, learn that as a child, but she also got to watch you as her mother model that as an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, which is really like to have that kind of interaction with a parent is just, you know, setting her up for the future of when she's an adult and faces something. So she'll, she'll carry that lesson with her forward and conversations change and how we think about ourselves changes when we learn to adopt acceptance within ourselves. So yeah, that's wonderful that you not wonderful at the time, but <laughs> and she has that, you know, because, um, yeah, just to think about that her conversations and, and her way of being will be different as she grows up because she now knows that lesson, you know, and she can apply it, um, which is just, yeah, it's just parenting is definitely the ultimate surrender and acceptance. Oh my gosh. Because, yeah. Surrender. You know, yeah. So much comes up for, for us as parents, you know, and like it's navigating those situations Um, and not only like, and, and as you said, managing your own feelings around it and then helping support your daughter, manage her feelings. And, you know, yeah, it's just acceptance really is one of those life skills that it's a daily practice and something that, you know, we often are faced with, um, you know, and I love that you said that, it's common to avoid the situations that are uncomfortable or flat out painful and how, you know, this is the opportunity for growth 
because it's so true. I mean, divorce, there's nothing. I don't, I don't know like that, that journey of divorce is, you know, one of the most painful journeys of my life. I I imagine for many people who face divorce, you know, it's similar because it really is the, um, the evolution of the family, the evolution of the relationship. And it's, it's really the idea that, you know, that vision that you had for your life, that's not how it's going to go, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's reorienting yourself and, you know, accepting that motherhood or, you know, fatherhood, if you're a man, isn't unfolding the way you had hoped or imagined, but just because it's, I think the biggest gift in divorce is when you do get to that part, allow yourself to feel all the uncomfortable feelings, you know, and the pain and heal from it so that you can get to that point of acceptance where you can see that it's an invitation to carve out a new vision and a new path, you know, and it might be different, but different doesn't have to mean bad. Um, Right. Yes. Yeah. I think one of the great joys for me or the satisfaction in the work that I do, uh, because it is divorce, which I see people oftentimes at the worst place in their life. Um, it is traumatic and, oh, people are not at their best, but the great satisfaction I have is to be able to walk alongside them, hopefully providing some compassion and some wisdom along the way. And when they get to the other side of it, to see that new life that you described carved out um, for them to find contentment and uh, a place where they once again accept themselves and accept the new path. There is contentment. You're right. That's a beautiful word to describe it. Where there is acceptance, there is that feeling of contentment. And that's kind of the first glimmer, I think, Juliet, of when, you know, you're looking for, like, if you're, if you're currently listening and you're at that stage in your journey of, of change, whatever change looks like for you, and you're having glimmers of contentment, that is the sign of acceptance. Like that Mm -hmm. is your clue. Oh, wait a minute. Like Mm -hmm. I'm feeling that acceptance in this moment. And it really is a moment to moment, um, journey. Sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, Yeah, the glimmers, glimmers of contentment uh, and acceptance. And I think they're all kind of tied up in one, you know, it's like a ball of yarn and you have um, acceptance, there's some surrender in there, contentment. (laughs) It all is kind of, I don't know, the vision in my head was just this ball of yarn as you're you know, pulling the string, there's, oh, okay, I'm surrendering this. And then I've reached, I've pulled a little further and I have acceptance. And then at the end, there's some contentment in this yarn. Oh, I totally agree. I think too, the biggest things for me in my ball of yarn, I love that analogy, was um, patience, tenderness, grace, passion, love, and friendship again. Those were really woven into my, when I look at my divorce journey and how it all unfolded, that really was my ball of yarn for the the change. Great. Yes. And to be able to discover and claim those things again are, um, yeah. Wow. Blessing. 
It is, it is. And that's the thing. And knowing that there are, and I love that you said the claim again, because that's the whole thing there. It really is in the, in divorce. I mean, you see it all the time, but it really is that reclaiming, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as it's the evolution of completion, it's also that invitation to reclaim. And I love that you have in here that, you know, people are reclaiming the grace and space and they're reclaiming acceptance. Um, which brings us to the a third divorce bit, which is a moment, in my opinion, I talk to people all the time about moments to release, renew, savor, and share. And when Juliet shared this bit of divorce wisdom from her book, I said, that is a moment to savor. Um, this is, you are not your circumstances on page 69. And I mean, that title alone, just completely resonated with me because so often when we're navigating change and we're in upheaval emotionally and, you know, perhaps in our external environment as well, it's easy to fall into that trap of thinking that we are our circumstances. We are, you know, what's happened to us or even the worry that that nothing's going to change. It's always going to feel this way. And so with that, I'm going to read this bit because it's just so powerful. You are not the product of your circumstances. Whatever difficulties, troubles, or struggles you are experiencing right now are not who you are. Do not allow yourself to be labeled by what you are going through. Rather, take those circumstances and make intentional decisions on how you will respond and rise. This is what will define you. You are strong. Yes, you are strong. I, you know, I, I, of course, wrote this from the lens of the women that I work with that that are, I guess, paralyzed uh, or feel like they are being stigmatized in some way by divorce, that that is, you know, like the scarlet letter. (laughs) And yet that's not them. That's not uh, whether it's divorce or you've lost a spouse or you screwed up in some other way, that's not you as the person. Um, you as the person is the person that powers through, that finds their path, that takes the struggle and feels it, learns from it, and rebounds or moves forward. And, and that is the person you are. Like I said, that is what defines you and makes you strong and courageous and wise and beautiful and all of those things. Oh, I love that. Especially when you said that, you know, it's you, it, it, you are the person that finds your path, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you said that the the divorce is the scarlet letter. I thought, Oh, that was me, Juliet Mm -hmm. back in 2016, because, you know, at that time I thought I'm a failure. Like to me, divorce at that very first point, I thought, you know, divorce is failure. And it was my younger brother (laughs) who pointed out, it's not a failure Jen. Like, you know, it's not a failure at all. It's just that it didn't work out. Right. Mm -hmm that you, you know, you failed at, you know, I mean, he just, you did it as a joke, but as being Mike's wife, but you guys weren't a good match anyways. So how would you have succeeded at that? You know, and to gotta love the baby brothers bringing humor Mm -hmm. into it. 
but that's just it, right? We have to realize like, and I know, and I have to say one of the things that I love over the past five years is I have met so many people who are divorced and who choose to not let that define them that, you know, you really get to see that it is just that they, it wasn't a good match. The relationship evolved to completion, you know, and, and what I've noticed in, in all of them, cause they're, you know, further on, I guess, too, in their journey is that they have reached that place of acceptance and love and are able to talk about the divorce in a way that it's just a stepping stone on their path, as you said, but it's not defining their path or who they are. Yeah. I think that's a great, um, distinguishment there, which is divorce is not your path. It is a stepping stone in the path. Um, your path is so much more. I, I loved what you said. I, I, it really resonated for me because I think a lot of people that are getting divorced, um, or in that it's, it's, the, the uh, a normal response or a typical response is to believe that they're a failure, that they failed themselves, they failed their marriage, they failed their kids. If they have them, they failed their spouse. Um, and uh, thankfully, your baby brother had, <laughs> had some own wisdom, which is like, no, it's an event. You yeah. know, it may not be the event that you wanted the invitation to but the divorce is the event. It's not a failure. Um, and I, yeah, I think the, uh, analogy of it's just a stepping stone in the path, but not the path. And when we allow it to be, that's the thing, when we allow it to be that event, mm-hmm. that changes the, the, the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, in Canada, uh, Juliet is based in the U S but in Canada, you have to be separated for one year before you can apply for legal divorce. So it really does feel like a one-year event in right. yeah, the dissolution yeah. of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that one year can feel <laughs> never ending Juliet. I felt like I was drowning underwater by the end of that. But at the same time, looking back now, I see that was the event. And then the growth that came out of that event on the other side was worth that, you know, that evolution and the changing because with that divorce, that event of divorce came, you know, all the things that you've mentioned, the grace and the space. And well, I mentioned the patience, the tenderness, passion, love, and friendship, and just reclaiming acceptance, um, as well. And, and just to be on the other side. And I think one of the most important things that you can do for yourself, if you're navigating change in your health or relationship Mm -hmm. is to, to say to yourself, this does not define who I am, just as Julia has said, because when you allow yourself to not make that your identity, then that's where you're able to reclaim those parts of yourself that you may have cast off. Or as Juliet said, you know, you rebound or you could find a a different path, but it's, it's allowing yourself, as she's said here and savoring that you are not your circumstances. This is not your identity. You know, you don't, I, I say to people so often when you're going through divorce and, and health status change as well, you know, it's easy to, um, 
unpack your bags and live in, in a, in a season of strength and resilience. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, to put that armor all over yourself and then, you know, it, it, when you unpack and live there, you don't allow yourself to expand, right? You don't allow yourself as Juliet said to earlier to accept yourself or your new life that's waiting for you. Right. Um, so yeah, I love, I just so love that you said you are not your circumstance because I think, you know, when I look at what I, I have a few people that, um, you know, in my life that are acquaintances that have gone through divorce, um, and, and the divorce now, gosh, it's almost like two decades old. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you talk to them, it's as if it's fresh and, and that to me happens when you make that your identity, Mm -hmm. you know, and that can happen with health status change too. If you make, if you make it your identity, it's almost like that self-fulfilling prophecy and you can't see beyond it or, or expand because you've chosen, unfortunately chosen mm-hmm. that you are your circumstance. So I, I just love Juliet that you have that in here, page 69 for when you get this book, because this is something, all of these bits of wisdom, you know, we're going to share another one in a moment, but to me, all of these bits of wisdom are those moments to read every day, just visit one. And, and as you're navigating change, whether that's health status or relationship status, I think everyone can benefit from this book because it gives you that pause. That's what I loved about the way Juliet structured this book is that it's a moment to pause. It interrupts whatever mental pattern you might have going on in your life. If there's turbulence, it's pause. And if you've We'll share Juliet's Instagram later because she does give, you know, some videos there. And, and, and every time Juliet, it's just a pause, you know, and it's very Mm -hmm. compassionate and empathetic. So I just, I just love that about your content and your book. Yeah. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me. And so finally, there's the final bit of divorce wisdom that I really loved that is on page 61, it's called mistakes happen because this is, you know, a moment worth sharing is sharing that knowledge that, you know, and the wisdom that mistakes happen because sometimes it can be easy to get bogged down in perfectionism, particularly if we're going through change and navigating change, you know, sometimes micromanaging can kick up a notch because if, if some of our life is in turbulence, then it's easy to be like, okay, well, I got to super manage this part of my life because this one is in chaos. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read mistakes happen from page 61. We are our own worst critics. When we feel low already, we can be incredibly hard on ourselves. It is crucial to remember that mistakes happen in life. We forget things. We don't pay as much attention to others as we should. We become dependent on someone else for our self-worth. We may miss signs that our relationships are suffering or that we are pursuing a relationship that is not the healthiest for us. Yet we are entitled to so much good in life, regardless of any mistake or misjudgment. We emerge stronger when we embrace our mistakes, no matter how big or small. I, so, you know, you can think of just so many things. Um, Again, listening to you read it, 
I have so many different um, memories or events that come up in my mind um, on a daily basis. And we are, we can be so hard on ourselves. Uh, We screw up, we make that mistake, big or small, um, whether we hurt somebody's feelings out of anger, uh, whether it was a spouse or we forgot something related to our kids, or we didn't do the one thing, or maybe we spoke unkindly. Um, A a common go-to is then we're not worthy of something else. Then we're not worthy of feeling good, or we're not worthy of something better or an event or a more positive relationship or a friendship or whatever it may be. Um, And yet the mistakes aren't, the mistakes are not who we are. Just like we were talking a moment ago, the mistakes are just mistakes and we're still worthy human beings, um, fully entitled to to good things and to feeling good. Definitely. That yeah, worthy is something um, in the journals that I write and, and mm-hmm. put out. I say that a lot, like, you, you know, your vision is yours alone. Your vision is worthy of preparing. And I say that worthy, that word worthy over and over and over again, because when we're navigating change, it's so easy to slip into those feelings of I'm not worthy of having this change that I want because mm-hmm. of. And it's typically the past events that have happened, you know, and I think it's so important to not let your past bleed into your present and affect your future Mm -hmm. because those mistakes, they were also opportunities to learn and grow Mm -hmm. and do it differently next time, you know, and, and I think I mean, there's so these, these bits of wisdom are jam packed. Like you could literally (laughs) sit with one for quite a while. Like it's just so wonderful. Yeah. But I think it's true. Like what you were saying, um, we immediately think we're not worthy of a future because of the past, um, or a past event that we become locked on the past event rather than looking at as a lesson or an opportunity to learn and grow and that we still are worthy of and deserving of, you know, the future and the good things or the vision that we have. And I love that you uh, include that in your journals, Jen. Very powerful. And and yeah. And I remember, but like just to, for divorce, for example, I remember thinking, you know, when I got divorced, like oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to be a partner because back to that failure, right? You think, I don't know how to be a partner. Am I ever going to have, do you know what I mean? Like a partner, right? Where it's a true partnership. And I remember saying to my sister, I'm never going to get married again. I'm never (laughs) going to do that again. And in, it's funny because she said to me, why would you let that, you know, event that didn't go the way you wanted affect what you actually desire for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to have a marriage and a part and a true partnership with somebody, why would you deny yourself of that? Just because you chose wrong at 23, <laughs> you right. know, like, I mean, and, and when she said that at first, I still thought no, no, no. But then as years pass, and I'm sure Julia, you experienced this with your clients too, right? You know, like we've been, separated for five years now, right? Like you're just in a different mindset and it's realizing 
that those past mistakes, they don't have to define future relationships or anything really like your whole you I think that's the biggest thing like the, that I take away from all of your bits of wisdom is that really life is a choice. Mm-hmm. The common thread through all of these bits of wisdom is that we get to choose moment to moment, like what we're thinking and what we're doing and how we're, you know, allowing um, the past to affect us. Right. Right. We can't always, and I, I see this phrase used in social media and in different ways, but it's basically like we can't control our circumstances, but we can control how we respond to it and what we think about it. Um, And there are different, you know, variations on that, but it's very, it's very true. Um, You know, whether it's a divorce or death or, Um, I don't know, something that happens in your work life um, or a business failure. Well, maybe we couldn't have controlled all of that, but how we choose to respond to the event and making the conscious choice to move forward from it is really what um, kind of defines us, kind of going back to the third bit that um, that we were focusing on, you are not your circumstances. And, and I think to your level of responsiveness instead of reacting mm-hmm. is also a signal too of the level of self-acceptance, right? Sure. When sure, we're, sure. when we jump into reaction and we not responding, like, you know, there's that edge there of like still trying to control, you know, right. and, and over-identifying with the event itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think that like, you know, our self-worth and our self-acceptance is, is certainly tied in those ways to, like you said, that responding or reacting, mm-hmm. um, cause reacting in so many ways, it's, it almost comes from that need to prove. Whereas a response, you allow yourself to pause and, and do all of the things that you said, like take the time to think like think it through, right? You're not just Mm -hmm. jumping in. I mean, sure. Sometimes we do need to react, but often, you know, we can react. And really, if we had taken a second, we could have responded. Right. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, you know, we're talking um, today and it, it may sound like, oh yeah, you know, it's just so easy to make that conscious choice. And it's not always easy. It it can be really hard. Um, And it requires practice and yep, you screw up. I mean, I probably screw up with it every single day where I react to something, maybe it's big or small, but then have to catch yourself to going, okay, now that I have some time to reflect on that, how do I really want to respond or think about that going forward? So a huge practice. Yeah. Yes. That's, and that's just it. And on all of this, really, it's, it's a daily it's a daily commitment and a practice to ourselves, um, you know, and knowing that we are, we're worth showing up for a day in and day out, no matter how many times we screw it up or mess it up. And, you know, that's, it's strengthening that self-awareness muscle, right. Even to right. be aware yeah. of yes. that awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's so powerful. And I think that's, you know, it's that making that commitment to yourself, just like that small step 
in saying to yourself, okay, you know, I mean, all of these bits of wisdom are, I mean, I don't, I'm just going to look at the list again. Like, where would I start here? I mean, I think all four, it's like, normally I say, where would you leave us with one thing? But I mean, they're all so powerful, mm-hmm. you know, they really, really are. I think yeah. it's funny. We ended with mistakes happen, but I almost, and I do think that that is, that was really such a big lesson was learning that mistakes happen, you know, and you cannot be perfect. And that, you know, I love what you've said here is we emerge stronger when we embrace our mistakes, no matter how big or small, but Juliet, if I could ask you to think of one, now I'm putting you on the spot, but if you thought of one small first step for somebody that is maybe navigating change and, and on that path of acceptance, what do you think you would leave someone with that one first small step forward in their acceptance? Yeah, I think it would be the, that the acceptance helps, you know, if that was one bit that somebody needed to take and focus on. It's that reaching the acceptance. It's not going to solve everything, but it is that first step forward. Um, it, it allows you, it probably ties into all of them. The, you know, acceptance allows you grace and space. When you don't have acceptance over whatever it is, the event, divorce, whatever the event is, you're resisting it. <clears throat> And resistance oftentimes is a roadblock for you to move forward or you to grow from it. But acceptance gives you that space and grace to do it. I love that. And you're right. That's right. Acceptance does feed into the grace and space. And acceptance also allows you to understand that you aren't your circumstances and that mistakes happen. Cause if you don't have, you're right. If you don't have that key of acceptance, then you are in resistance. So you are thinking, you know, this is my fault or I'm my circumstances. So yeah, I love that. So where can we connect with you further on Instagram? Yeah. I know you're on Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram, um, just my name. So Juliet Laco, you'll find me there. Uh, Facebook, you can um, search either my name or Divorce Wisdom. If you are a woman that's looking for a little extra support at any point in your divorce journey, before, during, or after, I have a, a really positive Facebook community for women. And that you can find me um, you can search my name on Facebook and you'll see a prompt to it on my divorce wisdom page, um, or send me a message. You can always message me either through Facebook and Instagram. If you're looking for that kind of support and I'll connect you to the group. Awesome. And I'll make sure to link all of those up and I'll also put your books, um, on the, on the page as well, because I think divorce, the divorce wisdom and bits of divorce wisdom is what we shared today. And I just think like, they're so powerful for someone who's navigating change at really, it could be any loss. It doesn't have to be a relationship loss because, you know, as you've heard today, four of these bits, I mean, there's just, if you started your day and just sat with that to give yourself that moment of pause and connection and, 
Yeah. Starting with acceptance. So thank you so much for joining us, Juliet. Thank you, Jen. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bloom Notes and Bloom. Your presence and words matter. Stories connect us and are a comforting presence in every season of life. They are deeply meaningful, extraordinary, and sacred to the hearts and minds of those you choose to share them with. I'm so glad that Sharing Mine has created connections and friendships with women around the world. Your moments of joy, laughter, strength, resilience, care, and compassion are what make you interesting. Never shy away from sharing them within the privacy of your journal pages and openly with those you trust and those who are worthy of receiving them. It takes courage to live from your values. It takes courage to not settle for anything less than meaningful. It's powerful and tenacious to choose to be and live free and playful, to work from your vision and not to it. You are worthy of your desires. I'm so glad you're here. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To share your takeaways, tag me on Instagram at bloomnotesinbloom. Want to help more women reconnect, reclaim, root, and celebrate in their sense of self with Bloom Notes in Bloom? Leave a review on your favorite listening platform. Make it a great week.